Welcome to This Seems Funny with Amy Borgelt and Natalie Santini. Two friends talking about modern makes and what's going on in our lives this week. As well as things we like and our unadulterated opinions. Ah, and things we don't like. <laughs> and we would love to hear from you. So please write us at oh, this seems funny at gmail.com. There we go. Seems spelled S-E-A-M-S. That's important to know. Right. Because, you know, we like to sew and make. It's seems funny podcast at gmail.com. Seems funny podcast at gmail.com. Okay, well, welcome to our next episode of This Seems Funny Podcast. Girl, it's seems funny. Holy shit. How did I get this? <laughs> anywhere <laughs> obviously oh that's funny <laughs> see it's funny <laughs> it seemed funny oh my gosh um yep and so <laughs> here we go i'm natalie i'm amy and we welcome you to yet another classic episode of Seems funny podcast. There you go. <laughs> At gmail.com. Yeah, I was just going to say dot com. <laughs> uh, so, well, what's up? what's up? What do you want to talk about? Well, you just gave me a debrief and I felt super important, like Pentagon level importance. Ooh, about what? And it already went out of my head. I gave you a debrief on what? I forgot already. What? <laughs> what we were going to talk about. Oh, oh, I thought you were talking about, cause we were talking about, um, fabric or, um, fabric manufacturers. Oh, okay. we were. Yeah. Okay. Um, so you, did you want to talk about, um, FPP papers? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. So as far as paper pasting, which, you know, I love the end design, the result paper piecing is so precise gives you super sharp points and corners it looks incredible but yeah wow. there's no sloppiness to fpp as long as you stay on the lines it's going to turn out exactly, exactly the way it's designed right. yeah yeah so oh I wait love- did we say foundation paper piecing that's fpp i don't know did we say that i don't think we did now we have now we have fpp also called paper piecing (laughs) (laughs) I was like what was that oh it was a self monitor or a self (laughs) self editing yes uh but wow okay so we love the look at the front but man every time I sit down to take those papers off once the whole top is the, the whole quilt top is pieced. Yeah. I get so aggravated and I end up just quitting. No, come on. I, for real. I'll start. Like I have two of them ready to pull the papers off and I get going and everything's fine and whatever. But I don't think if it's a full quilt top, I don't think it's realistic to, to think, okay, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to do the whole thing right now. Oh, 
absolutely not. Yeah. Just don't even set yourself up for that failure because, um, (laughs) because even if it was a a possibility of sitting it for four hours and pulling papers out, who wants to, why wouldn't you just do it? You break it into, you know, break it down, break it down. Can't touch this. (laughs) I was trying to think of something clever, like, pull the papers out that doesn't go it do- doesn't go doesn't well work. it goes pretty well um so what it what are your tips and tricks for this is I think maybe we need to invent a tool well I think definitely we do need to invent a tool for the removal <laughs> a robot yes a humanoid robot that will unpaper piece your paper piece top quilt unpaper piece <laughs> that's what we're gonna call it it's upp yeah there you go wouldn't that be a that would be such a source of radiant positivity yeah it would you could just set it in the corner of your sewing room right just get it to work uh there are things you can do on the front end that make removing those paper easier on the back end all right let's hear it such as when (laughs) such as um, when you were stitching your pieces over top of that paper, crank that stitch length down really small. Yes, I already do that. So that it perforates the paper more closely together, which in turn makes it easier to tear. That's what they all say. As well as those, fo- if you fold it on those lines like you're supposed to, to um, mm-hmm. when you're trimming it and stuff, not only does that help with the trimming, but it also helps with... Um, Sorry, I'm really sidetracked because my cat is trying to get into the sewing room right now and he's being a real nuisance. Uh-oh. Come on. Time, time for Kevin in the corner. Come on, Kevin. Oh, you know what? He wants to be on the podcast. We should just have a, a, a little mini segment called Kevin's Corner. Come on, Kevin. <laughs> and he shares some wisdom with us from the What do you have to world. say, buddy? Oh, you know what? He Now he's going to want out. You know, Sorry. what is with pets? They they want in, they want out. They want on your lap. They want to jump down. They want a cookie, they leave it on the floor. Oh, mine don't leave it on the floor. Well, sometimes but, mine does. Do you think it's just attitude? Is she I just giving me attitude? Why wouldn't she just want a cookie anytime it's available? Probably just to prove to me that she doesn't have to take it. <laughs> She doesn't. And guess what? You don't have to give her one the next time. <laughs> Little turkey. Yeah. Um, okay. So sorry, but that, uh, the perforation folding it helps with the trimming, but it also helps when that paper's creased to make it easier to tear it out of there. True. That. Um, all right. So crank the stitch length down. Um, well, I know that you are, are super elite and you buy special paper piecing papers. Um, am I elite? I mean, I mean, is that the word I'm looking for? No, no, no. You're not an elitist. I, I was going to say like bourgeois, but I don't think that's the right term either. I want to say you like to do things a hundred percent correct to the best efficiency possible. (laughs) Therefore you are going to buy paper piece in papers that everybody recommends. Hence, Whereas Natalie, that's me, mm-hmm. will just print it on her computer paper and then cuss and swear later when it's a pain to pull out. 
Mm. I have definitely printed on computer paper and had good results. But when I was doing one that had teeny tiny piecing, Uh um, it was such a pain because I was trying to tear out like quarter inch long strips all the way across these blocks. And it just was, it was an absolute nightmare. And so I did try this paper for that. And it, I like it because when you print on it, you can see through it a little bit better for the folding. Oh yeah. It's um, a little translucent. It's kind of translucent, transparent, if you Transparent. Will. Yeah. I also feel like it, um, if I make a mistake and have to rip stitches out on it, it doesn't, the paper isn't destroyed. Um, it holds up a little bit better. Oh my gosh, have you ever, have you ever been paper piecing and you're over halfway done and then you mess up on a little tiny piece and it's just destroyed. You have to start over because I have like twice. That is a pain in the neck and also in the other parts. I just tape it. (laughs) It's a pain in your other part. Yes. My (laughs) nether regions. (laughs) Oh my gosh, Netherlands. Have they ever thought of that? Why is that country called the Netherlands? Oh, uh, it's not a country. It's a, it's a geographical area. Never mind. Oh, okay. Perfect. <laughs> no fact checking needed. Okay. <laughs> you know, sometimes I just want to sit there and talk to my Alexa and ask her all kinds of questions because I'm just too lazy to open the encyclopedia. Or Google it. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's that thing called Google. There's that thing where you can get you can type in exactly the words and you don't have her going, I'm sorry. I couldn't quite understand what you said. I know. Right. <laughs> She's so snotty to me sometimes. Mine's worthless. I unplugged her. <laughs> That's showing her. That's right. That, that didn't help me at all, but what was I doing the other day? And I kept calling the thing, Alexa, did I tell you this? I feel like maybe I texted you or called you cause I was so embarrassed. What? Was no, it, this doesn't sound familiar. Oh my gosh. Even my kids were on the floor laughing. And of course, now I can't even remember what it was. But I kept saying, Alexa, do this or whatever. Was it your vacuum? Oh, it might have been Roomba. Yeah. Yeah, it was Roomba. And I kept calling it Alexa and it wasn't doing what I asked it to. <laughs> and Just Roomba- like everybody else. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yep. So... Anyway, anyways, um, yeah, I like that paper. It is June Taylor, perfect piecing foundation sheets. And I don't use it for everything, but I do like it a lot. I do think it works better for me than a whole regular stack, paper, but I have yet to use it. So would I load that in my printer and just print yeah. the design there? Yep. Oh, oh fancy. Print prints right on the old paper, just like printer paper. Huh. Does Give it matter try. if you have a, a laser jet or a color jet or a bubble jet or whatever? I mean, it doesn't matter to me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here. I'm sorry. What? Look, right on the front of the package, it says works in inkjet printers, laser printers, copiers, or mark with any variety of marking pen. Wow. She had us covered. June was like, I've got these ladies. I know what frustrates them. I'm going to make a product so epic. Yep. That we can slap this on the front for all. Every You won't even have to Google it. It's literally on the front of the package. You I'll don't you have else. to ask your Alexa to do it either. No, exactly. <laughs> it also says transparent 
blank sheets for easy fabric positioning, which is true. It is much oh, like easier. If you're fussy, kind of like fussy cutting, except you're just, it's fussy placement. It is kind of, or else you just want to make sure it covers all of the, over all the lines. Right. Non-woven for clean tearaway. May be left in project as a stabilizer. Also great for machine embroidery. Oh, for real? For real. I did not even go there and think of that. Well, June Taylor did. She sure did. Mm -hmm. I wish I could give her a high five right now. Well, um, I believe she's from Wisconsin. Of course she is. You know it. Rich. Oh, in fact, it's right on the front of the packaging. Oh, Rich. Richfield, Wisconsin. Ooh, ooh, yep. Wisconsin. Ooh, ooh. What's, what's so, like our theme song here? I didn't even know it. It's that one that you think's creepy and I think is. Um, no, not for our podcast. I meant Wisconsin. <laughs> oh, the fight song? Like, what's a, like, do we have a state song for Wisconsin? Roll out the barrel. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Yeah. Do you oh, know that one? Oh, you're not joking. You're no. <gasps> I've never heard that. <laughs> have you really not? No, I really have never heard that. Oh. Are, are you pulling my leg? No, I'm. Okay. this time I am not. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I need to edu- educate myself. Well, I, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to ask Alexa. Google it. Because <laughs> here's the other so. thing. There's also the Wisconsin fight song. There's also varsity, which is what they sing it. The UW, at the end of UW games, there's also jump around, which I know like, you also jump around. House of pain. Dun, yeah. Dun, ju- Wait, that's from the nineties. Yeah. With that screechy. Yeah. Have you been to a UW game? No, never. Oh. <clears throat> <laughs> Not my cup of tea, if you will. I see. Okay. <laughs> so, so now my, my uh, question is answered as to why. You don't know any of these songs. <laughs> well, you know, sometimes I, what's funny is I am from the Midwest, Midwest, born and bred, whatever you want to say. I always think of a charcuterie board when I say born and bred in the Midwest, like bread. <laughs> board and bread, <laughs> like a cheese board and bread. Yes, exactly. Uh, but I literally know nothing about Wisconsin. Well, maybe you should get your head out of the hole in the ground. I think so. Or I think we need check to yourself before trip. you wreck yourself. This is exactly it. Remember our episode where we said, follow our advice, even though we don't take, we don't do it ourselves. Give good <laughs> advice. Just don't follow it. Yes. <laughs> so this is the third episode where that has made an appearance. I feel like it's a that needs theme. to be our outer tagline. Maybe it should. Is that called an Audi? An Audi. <laughs> peace out. Oh, I advice, love don't follow it. Bye. I love peace out. You know, I had a friend in college that she would say that every single time she left. And I thought, I love that so much. I'm just going to copy her and start saying peace out. Did you? <laughs> I did. And did she say, stop? That's mine. No. That's my catchphrase. <laughs> she did it. She was like, take it (laughs) (laughs) and she quit saying it no 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 she didn't she didn't I Uh, I think sometimes when you're surrounded by certain people you start using their phrases is that a real thing yeah I think so for sure right don't you feel like when you're around um 
like a, oh my gosh, I'm doing what you did yesterday. Completely blank. When I'm, when I'm around Paul Bunyan, I start speaking like <laughs> Paul Bunyan. <laughs> hey, come on in and have a beer. <laughs> well, I don't think he talks like that. Doesn't he talk like he's from Minnesota? But I thought he'd be real low because he's a giant. Isn't Paul Bunyan the giant with B- Babe the Blue Babe Ox? Babe the Blue Ox, yeah. Yeah. So we I were just trying... talking about this last night. Remember with the giant quilter and it was going to be Pauline Bunyan? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it did seem familiar. <laughs> that must be why. <laughs> okay, so while we did that, I remembered what I was going to say is when you're around people that with an accent, don't you feel like you pick it up? Because I do for sure. Girl, all I have to do is drive through the state of Tennessee and I'm Cajun. I'm talking Southern with a Southern accent. Um, that, that's all I have to do. In college, when I would have a little too much to drink, I would speak in Southern. And they called, the reason I said Cajun is because they called me the Cajun kid. <laughs> Which is Even not really it's, southern. No, it's, it's Louisiana, but right. it, it just it stuck, I guess, because it was funny. Yeah, but yeah. At funny. the time, I didn't feel like it was my place to correct that person. He was a much older college student. Obviously, he'd been in college for many, many years. <laughs> okay, <laughs> too much partying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, isn't that funny? It's that so true. Funny. My my cousins, they're all from Nashville. When I'm around them. I, I swear it, it just sticks. Well, that's, I lived in um, Kentucky in Lexington yeah. for 10 years, uh, um, moved there from Ohio. And yeah, I totally picked up that kind of Kentucky, not super Southern, not Southern, like, you know, Georgia or, right, right. Um, but, but definitely like more Southern and then moved to Wisconsin and um, you lost it. I lost it. But people thought people would ask where I was from. And I'm like, really? It, like, I didn't think I had an accent, but. So riddle me this. Did you have an accent in Ohio? Is there a specific Ohioan accent? Oh, I don't know. I doubt <laughs> it. Okay. Well. We moved I... there from California. Like, oh, totally. Oh, yeah. I, I probably did talk like that because I was in high school. Well, it's easy to do, especially when they're the ones on TV, mainly. Well, and that's when everybody around you talks like that. Like, right. hence, like what I was saying with picking up people's accents. Yeah. Right, right. Well, you know, what's funny is here, I really noticed the whole bag thing. Put it, do you want it in the bag? Oh, in the bag or milk? Milk. Do you want some milk? Did we talk about this before? We have. I don't know that we have included all of our friends. Well, we just want everyone to know that we are adorationalists of all accents. I love accents. I do too. If you have an accent, I just want to hear you talk. That's it. I just love hearing the different sound of the same words or like, yeah, especially like a European or like, you know, British where they say things that just, it just sounds funny because they call things different than what you would. I love that. Yeah. Their alphabet is different. I mean, it's the same, but they say the letters different. So what always tickled me pink when I lived over there is when (laughs) tickled your fancy, (laughs) tickled my fancy is when someone would say, oh yeah, let's go do that again. Again. I love that. I love again. Again. <laughs> That's funny. I don't really even think about that. I know. I know the things you don't realize. Yeah. Or think about. I don't think about a lot of things. 
oh, hey, let's hula hoop. Let's do it. Let's bring it back. Let's bring a, a, a nice short summary. Remember in high school when you used to have to write essays and you had to do a summary paragraph? paragraph. Ugh, yeah. Yeah. So right. number one, if you're going to paper piece, you want to have a tight little stitch. Like we're talking what? Two millimeters less? Oh, I don't know. I set my what? Jukey to like between one and two. Like yeah, 1.8. So there you go. 1.8 mils. Then you're going to fold on the lines. Yep. Crease it. Crease it real good. Mm-hmm. And then three, you're going to buy this paper piecing paper by June Taylor because she's our girl, right? She is now. <laughs> she doesn't even know it. Not yet. <laughs> I mean, you can use printer paper. There's no problem. But well, I do like this June Taylor stuff a lot. Well, so I'm recommending it. Yeah, and let's just say a caveat here. We're giving great advice, but Natalie Santini, also known as Nicole Sabatini, will always probably use computer paper because I just don't have the forethought to buy a fan. Actually, I have have a a pack of it. Yeah, but where did I put it? (laughs) (laughs) You should put it near your printer. Oh, my gosh. I have brilliant news. What? Do you remember when I posted last year? I think it might have been on Facebook, so you probably didn't even see it. Right. But I had hid a two-pound chocolate bar for myself because I was in danger of eating the whole thing. I just found it. Pounds? Two pounds. I hid it so well that I didn't find it for a whole year. Where was it? Now I already forgot. (laughs) No. (laughs) (laughs) I, it was in this cabinet that my TV sits on that we only keep sort of like board games or cards or stuff you don't do very often as yeah. a modern family, you know. And it was way back. So this it has two top drawers. And when you open them, you really only see part of the drawer. Well, it was in the way back part of the drawer. I'm still trying to get my head around two pound chocolate bar. It was ginormous. It was as big as my head. (laughs) Are you kidding me? It's 32 ounces of chocolate bar? I don't know how many ounces. Oh, yeah. 16 ounces in a pound. 16 times two. Yeah, 32. That's gigantic. Was it like the size of an egg carton? Yes, it was. Like like 18 eggs. So did you eat it? I ate some of it. Is it good still? Yeah, I think so. I don't have, I don't really have a good stale factor meter because I was in the army and we had to eat a lot of stale food. Yeah. (laughs) And as you know, I eat beans out of the can without warming them. Straight out of the can. (laughs) So I feel like I'm not really your person to ask if something's stale. Good point. But you liked it. You ate it and you liked it. I did like it. Well, congratulations. That's Thank a win. I, I was going to say you're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> Chalk it up for a W for Natalie. Um, you know what else? When we were just talking about, you know, food factor and stuff, this is a sidebar note. Okay. I would... Then we're going to hula hoop. Oh, would you want to hula hoop now? And no, let's later? hear the sidebar. I don't want you to forget it. Okay. Well, that's true. I really want to go to a Michelin star restaurant once in my life. So can Uh, you take me to one? (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Is there one in Wisconsin? I don't think so. I don't think we do that here. No, I think there is. Really? Well, I thought at one point Latois had one. 
down on the square. I thought they didn't do Michelin in Madison. Like you had to be a certain threshold of population. Man, I don't know. You know what? Google I've got it. an idea. What? Let's call up the cussy guy. What's his name? He's hilarious. Wait, Kitchen Jerk? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> kitchen Jerk. Is that who you mean? I forget his name. Yes. Pa- Ramsey? The- huh? Ramsey? Go- Gordon Ramsey? Dave- Gordon Ramsey. I was going to say Dave Ramsey. Hell's he Kitchen? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Gordon Ramsay. I find him hilarious. He is hilarious. And we do call him kitchen jerk. My daughter (laughs) called him that when she was little. (laughs) He is a kitchen jerk. Yeah. I'm going to call him up and say, yo, Gordon, tell me where to go. Good idea. Okay. Okay. Plus, I want to hear his accent. I do too. (laughs) That's the reason I'm going to call. Okay. Okay. Get us a reservation at a chef's table somewhere. Okay. I will. Do it. All right. Perfect piecing foundation sheets. What else? Well, put on, use, put on a movie that. and just rip those pieces out. It's just what you have to do. I mean, with tweezers or your fingernails or teeth. I just use my, <laughs> my toes. <laughs> I just use my fingers. I just, I try and tear along the stitch line. Like, yeah. like, um, I just try and tear along the stitch line and then just throw it on the floor. And that's the other thing. I do not have any pretense of having a trash can near me. I just pitch them on the floor and then pick it up and vacuum it up. The end. Sure. Yeah. I mean, that's efficiency. Efficiency 101 right there. You know, but when I'm doing that and I start out all zen and calm and then about 15 minutes in, I get super ragey. Yeah. (laughs) And I have to just put it away. Just set it down. Yeah. Well, I mean, and then what do I go do? I don't know. Watch the movie that's on. (laughs) Eat a two pound chocolate bar. Well, that's it. There you go. There's my solution. And then pick up the quilt and start tearing out again. Be after I wash my hands so I don't get chocolate fingerprints on my quilt. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hmm. This is where we need to insert the merch idea. Oh, yes. We've talked about this so many times. Um, I'm going to, well, yeah, I'm going to look up and see who that was that said that, but we got a super great suggestion. Yes, we did. Via email and about, um, a way to eat our snacks. (laughs) Here it is. Um, it's Cynthia and she is talking about, um, her son suggested that she use chopsticks for eating snacks in the sewing room because then you don't get like Cheeto dust or whatever on your fingers. And then she sent us a picture of these kids chopsticks that have like a thing at the top, holding the chopsticks together, like on a a spring. And it was a unicorn. I love those. I know. I said redemption for sewing Cheetos. And um, what did she call it? A sewing snack grabber merch. So (laughs) that is so brilliant. So, oh my gosh, we could have them made in pink and purple and, and green, blue. Oh, how about your favorite color? Gray. Black <laughs> and black. Yeah. Yes. Oh my gosh, gray and black stripes. Oh, that's classy. Yeah, it's real classy. And real when you're not using them to pick up your Cheetos, mm-hmm. you can use them to pull out your paper pieces. There you go. Oh, how about if they retract like sharp, pointy ends so you could also cut a thread or cut 
the paper if you needed to get started. You know how sometimes you have to do a snip in the middle to get started? Yeah. So now this is turning into like a Swiss army knife situation. This It's kind of Inspector Gadgety. It, I like and it. And it will make it out of metal so it can magnet to our headbands. <laughs> our, our magnetic <laughs> headbands. Yes. Exactly. See? All right. So Cynthia, that is a great idea. Thank you. Oh, let's see. Her, Thank you. her handle on Instagram is rainy day squirrel, rainy day squirrel, Cynthia. Awesome. Um, so yeah, that was a roundabout, um, perfect piece or sorry, foundation paper piecing, um, segment. Yeah. And guess what? What? Chicken butt. We're at 29 minutes. Oh, then let's cut it here. All right. I'll send you another one. Bye. One, two. Three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. <laughs> Let's get into it. Well, you know, we both follow that funny, funny Instagram account about language, English language, or whatever it is, right? Yeah, I, nerds or something. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So it's called the Language Nerds at the Language Nerds. I think there's some dots in there. I don't know. I don't have time. But they <laughs> they <laughs> they posted. Uh, this thing, and I don't really understand this one today, and I know you probably will. It said, uh, she fell in love with a tennis player, but love meant nothing to him. And I have thought about this for, you know, 20 minutes. (laughs) I don't get it. What? (laughs) That's because you don't understand tennis. Well, well, what do you mean? It's okay. So okay. when you're keeping score in tennis, yeah, and you and someone has zero points, the way that you call the score is the zero you say is love. So if it's like, so it'd be like 15 love means I have 15 points and you have zero. Oh, I, I have heard that. I've remembered that now because I hear the love. I thought it meant like a reset or something. So if it's 15 love, then that person's really whooping butt. <laughs> No. Oh. So you still. <laughs> okay. So 15 in tennis, 15 points means basically equates to one point. What? Yes. And then, okay. And then love is zero points. So, so they're going to say something like 30 love and that really only means two to zero. Yes. Why don't they just say two to zero? Cause that's not. And then what do you think it is? What do you think three to zero would be? Um, 45 love. <laughs> See, it's a trick question. It's Why? 40 love. 40. What the hell is going on up in tennis? It's 40. So the first two are 15 each. And then the next one is 10. And then if you get tied at 40, 40. Okay. Then <laughs> never oh, mind. Oh my God. Have you been to Wimbledon or something? <laughs> No, because one of my daughters played a lot of tennis, like high school tennis. And we do. We watch a ton of tennis on TV. Yeah, we do. You do? Yeah. You know, I don't think I've ever sat through a whole match. I have real appreciation for people like uh, Serena Williams, Venus Williams, and uh, Andy, whatever his name is, right? I think they're amazing. But I get, like, dizzy watching the ball go back and forth. I love watching it. And I thought... In my head, when I would overhear it, you know, uh, 15, 15, what? I don't even know what I love. heard now. <laughs> or love all. Yeah. I was thinking like, holy 
cow, they swatted that thing 15 times and that person didn't hit it back. What's that? What's that dude doing there? You know, like, <laughs> no. what's the matter? Just one. <laughs> wow. I was being real judgy and I had no clue. What? Well, you just had uh, no clue. I thought in gym class that tennis was the hardest thing. I could barely get it back one or two times. Well, it's harder than it looks, especially when you're watching pros because they're so yeah. good. I mean, they you can yeah. the more you watch it and the more I mean, obviously, the more you play it, you can anticipate where the ball's going to go. But if you aren't good or haven't played that much, you have no idea where the ball's going to come from or where it's going to land in your court. And you're just standing there like until they hit it, no clue where you need to lunge to get to it. So, well, and I was always the one saying, just hit it at me. Like, just put it, (laughs) just hit it straight to me. That's the opposite of what someone should do. Exactly. You know what? Just put me in a game of dodgeball. I'm all in. <laughs> there you go. Cause it is coming right for you in dodgeball. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure that it's just one point equals one. Exactly. Let's keep things simple. I mean, right. <laughs> keep it simple, stupid. <laughs> oh, oh, so well, just my... don't, you can now heart that post. I totally can't. Cause I get it now. I'm on the inside of the inside you joke. Are. If you know, you know. Yeah, one of those things. And mm-hmm. you know what? I am hmm. shocked to discover that I have gone over four decades without realizing that. Well, but if you don't watch it or play it, how would you know? Well, I would think by now I would have picked up on it somehow. Well, you have now. <laughs> now I have. There's now. All, you know what? That saying where you learn something every day, truly. See? <laughs> truly. You did learn something today and you learned two things because now you know that love equals zero and you know that scoring a tennis is wacko. It's totally wacko. Well, and is then you have to win they... by two. And so you can't just, if it, if the score is tied at the end <clears throat> and then it has to go back and forth until someone gets two points in a row. Whoa. I did oh. not know that. So you now you've can... learned three things. I cannot believe it's that intricate. That's why it's so fun to watch. Is that why nobody watches it? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I was going to say something else and then I had to self-edit. So oh, good for you. Yeah, good yeah. for you. I reined that puppy back in. <laughs> uh, all right. Oh gosh. Okay. Well, now, now we all know. Thanks, Amy. Yeah, no problem. You're so welcome. <laughs> so if you're cool if you want to be in this little cool gang with us please please do please be part please of please join game. us we love having you join us please join Pretty join please. join <laughs> join <laughs> please follow rate us with a five-star review and tell all your friends we're here for your sewing entertainment and enjoyment we're just being real we're just being authentically ourselves. This is all <laughs> off the cuff. This is, I mean, I know it's There's hard no to believe. Yeah. We, it's hard to believe that this is not all researched and we don't have notes and yeah, syllabuses. Really and yeah. yeah. Um, but we really do love getting emails from people and comments on Instagram and interactions. So, um, you know, we do our best to respond and we love to hear from you guys. We do. We do. Please email us. It seems funny podcast 
at yeah. gmail.com. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> One day I'll get it. <laughs> oh, seems funny podcast at gmail.com. It rolls right off the tongue. It does. It's almost like the French language. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hey, thanks for joining us again this week. See you next week. Bye. Bye. Don't forget to like, review, and subscribe and follow us wherever you listen to your podcasts. We're also on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Seems Funny Podcast. Remember, Seems is S E A M S. All right. See you soon. Bye. Thanks for listening. Please follow us on Instagram at Seems Funny Podcast. That's S E A M S. Seems Funny Podcast. I'm Amy Borgelt of Tansy Designs, and I am at Tansy underscore designs on Instagram. That's T-A-N-S-Y underscore designs. And Natalie Santini is So Hungry Hippie. You can follow her at So Hungry Hippie. No underscores, no dots, no spaces. Just So Hungry Hippie on Instagram. You can email us with comments, questions, or suggestions at our email address, Seems, again, that's S E A M S, Seems Funny Podcast at gmail.com. Thanks again for listening and join us next week. We'll be waiting for you.